Welcome to the Come Follow Me for You and Me podcast, a podcast following the Come Follow Me curriculum from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm your host, Ashley Lottenan-Singchun. In this podcast, I will share lessons with short thoughts and impressions from our weekly lessons and leave you with an invitation each time of ideas to ponder or things to do to put in action in your life. I'm excited to learn and grow with you as we all learn more about following the Savior. Thanks for being here. everyone welcome back to the come follow me for you and me podcast i wanted to record this episode tonight because i had a really neat opportunity today uh, maybe if you follow me on social media you saw that i had i was blessed with the opportunity to team teach with um brother richards on instant institute on instagram those little eyes there but it was a really neat um, experience for me and i just feel super grateful for it so I wanted to record a podcast based on the things that I shared and learned in preparation for that, that team teaching opportunity. So this is what this week's, so this is what today's podcast is going to be about is based on the things I learned. So I, for that, for this, the live on Instagram. So if I didn't say that already, I would strongly encourage you to go to look up instant Institute on Instagram and you can find lots of, they have lots of different lives. They go live Monday through Friday and at 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time or Mountain Daylight Time. And they, it's just, they're usually around 15 minutes long and they have usually a team teacher and someone that helps teach with them or, or just one of the lead teachers teaching. I feel like I'm using a lot of the same words over and over again here, um, but it's, it's a institute class or a virtual one sponsored by the church. So it's, I feel like just an amazing program. And one of the many blessings that have, has come from technology and the pandemic that we can all meet virtually like that. So I would, I'll leave that handle in the description to this episode, but I would just recommend that. And you can also go there and and find the live that I was a part of today. So, and we covered Moroni chapter eight. So in preparation for it, I was asked, you know, to read it and then see like what principle stood out to me. So I have to admit, I was, I was kind of unsure about what to even talk about for it. Cause I just felt like chapter eight is, you know, it's about baptism and little children not needing baptism. And I felt like there's as members of the church, we understand this, we know the importance, and I just was kind of stumped, honestly, for a while to know what to share. And then I was reading, and when I got to chap- or yeah, verses 25 and 26, I felt like the Spirit taught me something new about baptism that I had not known before. So I'll quickly read these two verses, and while I read them, I just would encourage you to think about how this, what's the process of change that comes in these two verses to someone as they follow the first principles and ordinances of the gospel. So I'll start with verse 25 and it says, and the first fruits of repentance is baptism and baptism cometh by faith unto the fulfilling the commandments and the fulfilling the commandments bringeth remission of sins. You can kind of already tell from verse 25 that 
it's kind of this progression, right? That the first, we start with repentance. And when we repent, then we then want to be baptized. Then when we're baptized, um, or baptism comes by faith, because we want to keep the commandments of God. So we want to be baptized because we want to be able to keep the commandments. And then when we want to keep the commandments, we receive remission of our sins. So hopefully you can kind of see where my brain's going here, but it's just this, I feel like a progression. And then when we get to verse 26, it says, And the remission of sins bringeth meekness and lowliness of heart. And because of meekness and lowliness of heart cometh the, the visitation of the Holy Ghost, which comforter filleth with hope and perfect love, which love endureth by diligence unto prayer, until the end shall come when all the saints shall dwell with God. So maybe you can kind of see the progression there, that when we receive the remission of our sins, then we become meek and lonely of heart. And because we're meek and lonely of heart, then um, we will be able to qualify to receive the Holy Ghost, or the visitation of the Holy Ghost. And then when we receive the Holy Ghost, then we'll be filled with, with um, hope and perfect love. And then when we have, when, when we have the love, which the, when the love endureth, that happens because of diligent prayer until we then will dwell with God. And this is one, I feel like I wanted, I didn't, I don't know why I didn't take the opportunity on the live today to kind of explain my thoughts on how this progresses a little bit more than I did, but I just loved that it was just, it's just this progression little bit by little bit helps us to then become something different to help us to then dwell with God. And that's what I learned that I felt was a bit different for me this time in these two verses is the whole point of these ordinances and principles of the, of the gospel are to help us to become something different. And specifically baptism, because this chapter is all about why little children do not need to be baptized. And when I when I read verse 26 specifically, the thought came into my mind that one purpose of baptism is to help change our nature to become more like God. And that one reason why little children are not baptized is because they are already like him. So they don't need that. Um, so it's the rest of us who, the, you know, we've reached the age of accountability. We've been baptized. Now we're on, or we've reached the age of accountability. So we need to be baptized to then get on this covenant path to change and to become more like Christ so that we can live with them. And that makes me think of that talk by Brad Wilcox. I believe it's His Grace is Sufficient, and which is an excellent talk on grace. But I really love, and I maybe have shared this in a previous podcast, but he shares a statement about he's had some non-LDS friends or non-members of the church friends say that um, as members of the church, we are trying to earn heaven. And he said, no, we're not trying to earn heaven. We are trying to learn heaven. And the reason why we have these commandments the reason why we do these certain things is that, that we can become something different and that we will be able to become something different so that we can feel comfortable in God's presence. And that if we don't go through that process of becoming something different, then we will not feel comfortable in God's presence and we won't want to be there with him. So I that's really stood out to me and stayed with me 
that's the purpose of all of these commandments we have is to help us to change and to become something different and the my big takeaway from this Moroni chapter 8 was that as I mentioned before little kids do not need that and this is just my I feel like what the spirit told me so I I I, I you know just take that as as what that is is just the I feel like some inspiration that I received to help me to understand it better and it's not necessarily official doctrine of the church you know but I feel like that we learn you know that before the age of eight before, before the age of accountability um children are heirs of the kingdom and they they may, though that they may have childish tendencies and though there's they're not perfect they also have christ-like and childlike qualities that we are taught by the savior that we need to emulate and i was thinking a lot about this when it comes to my own children and certain characteristics of them that i need to develop and so i'll just kind of go into detail a little bit about each one of them so with boston and i shared one thing about each of my kids on the institute live today but a few things about boston that i want to develop some of his attributes is one is he's very forgiving and i feel like that he's quick to forget if something that I do or my husband does or, or or whatever it may be he um I feel like he's quick to forgive that and to forget and to to move on I guess um and I shared an example that last week I was using a straightening iron in the bathroom and Boston all of a sudden grabbed on to the cord and was pulling really hard and like he wanted to grab the straight iron and it had already been plugged in and it was very hot and so obviously I did not want him to do that because I didn't want him to accidentally pull it out of my hands and burn him but he was just so adamant on doing that and he got so upset because I would not let him do it and finally I feel like I had to be really stern with him and, and be like you cannot do this and I had to force his hands off of the the court and he just went running out of the room in tears and threw himself on the floor which I feel like is very Boston style when he has fits he just runs and throws himself on the floor and so oh I felt you know I felt bad and then like two minutes later he was back to his like playful self giving me hugs and kisses wanting me to play with him like that like that incident had never happened so that's a quality of him that I want to emulate and also he is very loving um, we were worried when Tommy was born how what kind of brother he would be. Like, would he be mean? Would he try to hurt Tommy? You know, would he be jealous? Which I think you know, there has been some jealousy, and there was some at the beginning. And at the beginning, there was definitely an adjustment period. Um, but it, what, I feel like that his relationship with Tommy has been better than I expected it to be. Like, he is very loving to Tommy. He's very careful around him. He's like very aware of where Tommy is and when he's running around what Boston is, he just he seems very aware of Tommy and that he does not want to hurt him. And if he ever like has laid on him wrong and Tommy or not he I never will ever let him lay on him. But like if he he likes to roll around Tommy, but if he accidentally rolls on him, 
and he accidentally hurts Tommy. You know, Tommy may cry, and it makes Boston feel very bad, and he starts to cry. So he's very loving, and he's very loving to me and my husband, and he's very loving to his grandparents, and um, he's just a very loving little guy. And so that's something I, I want to continue, and I want to um, develop as his loving qualities. And then he's also very joyful. And I feel like that this is something that maybe not a lot of people see because he is also very shy. And so he can, t- he can come off shy to if you don't know him but once you get to know him he's just a very joyful little guy and he just really is loves to play and to have fun and I, I love that out about him and I want to develop those attributes and then our little guy Tommy who's four months old four months old um, he's very trusting and at this point he is 100% dependent on his parents, me and Mike, my husband, and he's trusting, he's learned to trust us that when he cries that we will come and help him, and he trusts that we will take care of him, and I, this is definitely something I want to continue to develop even more of my trust and faith and relying on my Heavenly Father that he will take care of me as well, and um, he I guess, I guess that's the biggest thing about Tommy. I mean, he's also just, like, at the stage where he's just absorbing so much and learning so much. I can just... And growing so much. And so we need to always be doing that. Learning and growing and just developing ourselves and progressing, which whether Tommy realizes it or not, that's what he's doing, whether he's doing it on purpose, you know, and we need to continue to do that. So... I just felt so grateful for this insight that I received from Moroni chapter 8 that this is one of the reasons why we need baptism and one reason why little children do not is because they there are already heirs to the kingdom. They already are Christ-like. And now it's up to us to, one, help them continue on that path when they enter the covenant of baptism and also to develop these Christ-like attributes. So... My challenge, and this is something I need to do still in as a follow-up for a general conference, is to take the Christ-like attribute quiz and preach my gospel. And I, this, is, you know, this was given as a challenge, and I've been meaning to do it, so I think this is the perfect time for us to do that, if you haven't already, is to go in and preach your gospel and take that attribute challenge to learn to see what attributes you are maybe doing well on and what other attributes you need to potentially improve on. So I just am so grateful for you guys. I'm I'm grateful f- to have this uh, opportunity to share my thoughts and feelings and impressions from the spirit. And I I hope that you guys are all doing well and I will talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Come Follow Me for You and Me podcast. Your love and support means so much to me. I hope you've learned something today that will help you in your journey of following the Savior. Come hang out with me on Instagram at comefollowme underscore for you and me, where I will share more thoughts and impressions from this week's lesson. I would love to hear what you are learning each week over there as well, as you are heeding the Savior's call to come follow me. I'll see you next time. Thank you.